0: <laughs> hey welcome back thanks for coming to the better fight cast your streamlined comprehensive debate on the fights plus the overarching trajectory of the ufc Bell Tour, and all things mixed martial arts as usual today's schooling will be led by our resident mma historians decades-long students of this glorious inspiring combat who've lived and breathed the fights since they were scouring video store shelves for pride BHS tapes in the right corner joe neubauer is at joe knows mma in the left corner, Sean Neubauer is at MMA underscore Insomniac, and in the middle, to help bridge the gap between fans new and old, I am Matt at Matthew J. Better, a credential writer plus a student of health and comedy, exploring how to maximize the human experience. We do that today by bearing witness to the purest, bestest sport you can follow. Well, Joe, where should this morning begin?
1: As always, another week. Let's begin with the fights. Well, let's take one step backwards. Let's start on Friday afternoon. I mean, I'm. St- Ready to start having a drink in my hand and getting the popcorn ready for the weigh-ins. This new weigh-in system, since it's during the daytime, lately has been the most, some of the most entertaining stuff I've ever seen. Plus, some of the most heartbreaking. How recently
0: did it become during
1: the day? Jeez, I you know I don't know off the top of my head. Was that a WME thing
0: or was it before that? No, this is
1: actually like athletic years? commission or USADA. I don't know exactly, but. A lot. Of, some fighters don't like it, but at first, a lot of the fights like, fighters liked it better because it gives them more time to replenish their body. Okay. Where instead of doing uh, right. it on Friday at like six, seven o'clock, they're doing it in the morning at you know nine to so eleven o'clock. So for the
0: daytime weigh in, encourage weight cutting. Would you say that?
1: No, it's the same thing. They still cut the same weight. It just seems lately, I feel like more people have been missing weight. And we've hmm. always had a problem with people making weight, but lately it's been a real thing. Hmm. And there's also, let's also remember when USADA came in. This I was going to say another I, I theory of that too. Like there's, there's USADA now, so people. Oh, well, USADA taking... and no more IVs. Yeah. That's hurting a lot of people to replenish their body right after that weight cut. You know, sticking an IV in and start getting that body, all the mm-hmm. fluids put back in you, it, it helped a lot of them out. But that's usually after the weight cut, though. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter because here we go. On to the UFC two-ton weigh-ins. There was a lot of controversy all the way across the board. So Daniel Cormier and Anthony Johnson were the very last two to weigh in. They weighed in about, I think Daniel Cormier got on there first, about five minutes before it ended. And he stepped on the scale, and he officially weighed in at 206.2 pounds. Yeah. So then everybody right then thought the title fight was off because he missed weight, and you could only weigh in one time.
0: Mm-hmm. Well,
1: three and a half minutes later, Daniel Cormier comes back out and weighs in for a second time, and this time he's on a trampoline, he's, right? He's on a yeah. <laughs> I think he went back. He, he he
0: had some those Olympic rings that yeah. Vince Vaughn
1: was rocking in old school. Went to the bathroom and came back, but now he came back out. He stepped on the scale and he got butt naked, so they put a towel in front of him, and he put his hands on the towel. And now he weighed in at two hundred and five pounds, but a lot of people are crying that that's an old school wrestling technique. Is the towel on a table? No, two men are holding it. Not even his cornermen or his team. It's two athletic commission guys <laughs> holding it. Okay, so Daniel I completely Kormia, understand everything. Everybody's screaming that that's an now. old, an old now wrestling I get it. technique. Yep and that you lean on the towel and it helps you lose weight. Now I don't know what type of towel that is, but I've never heard it's of that magic over towel a pound. from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy man. that thing's gonna so be your. Uh, he weighs in at 205 pounds. This is only three and a half minutes later. And then not even a minute later out comes Anthony Johnson and
0: he hits the scale and he weighs in at 203.8. 1.2 pounds under the magic towel folded space time and took 1.2 pounds away from Rumble Johnson and gave it to DC.
1: I don't know what's going on here. I don't know what type awesome. of conspiracy happened. Sounds like awesome. they turned the scale, but I don't think the towel did anything. I'm gonna take the towel out. I don't even care. You know, I'm gonna take the towel completely out because Anthony Johnson didn't have no towel. And how did that man get down to 200, 203 pounds?
0: What is that? Two, two or three, three point, point eight. eight. Yeah. yeah. Daniel Ow. Cormier could have just been there, and he could have just been like, you know what? This is a very lush oh. towel. Maybe this towel weighs one point two pounds. I let's just let it, and he just let he just lets go of the towel. I personally think he went in the back he makes and regurgitated
1: way. himself. Comes a big star. I think he did a bunch. I think Maybe. he. I think he came That's out both my ends theory. in the toilet. Yeah. I, he he could
0: have he could have given his patella to uh to Johnson to even things out something like that something like he that. did something maybe both it, it doesn't it matter what he did it was very strange day, it was very strange it was only a pound and the at the talents. end
1: of the day I sure. left that weigh in going yes sure. we have a title fight it's not cancelled I don't care I don't know what it is the New York State Athletic Commission came out later and said you're allowed to weigh in twice I guess only in New York you're allowed to do that I wasn't aware of it <laughs> neither was anybody else I don't even think Daniel Cormier was aware of They got of it, some so. gangsters in
0: the back room just writing the rules yeah. just
1: as it's as you're going. Or So, it doesn't matter. There's a lot of... They're, they're calling it the Talgate. So <laughs> have, have we had that already? Have we had that already? Have we had a Talgate? Yeah. What was Talgate? Like we have. No, Is we it a Patriots haven't. thing? I don't know. Are you know. sure? It sounds familiar. It sounds like a Pittsburgh thing. Well... No, there's... We've never had a tailgate in the UFC. That's what this pretty much became. I think it's more fishy that Anthony Johnson came out and got on the scale and it was 203.8, considering he said, he was saying he was having a really hard weight cut. He did say his scale was off, though. So I, I don't know. And I don't really care because we got a total fight. As a fan, I'm not going to complain about this. If anybody else wants to, they have a right. Anybody that's in the camps, you know, whatever. You know, Anthony Johnson's camp file, is filing an appeal. They won 20% of Daniel Cormier's cur, uh, purse. All that stuff is fine with me, but I'm as a fan, I'm just happy the fight happened. And then, of course, before the weigh-ins were over, or right after, we hear that Pearl Gonzalez is not eligible to fight because she has breast implants.
0: Yeah, it took them a while to figure that out,
1: huh? So in New York, you're not allowed to fight with breast implants, but that was a boxing thing. Somehow they worked that one over and she was eligible to fight. It it was just really weird. Really, really weird. But if there was any shenanigans pulled, this is exactly why. UFC 210 in Buffalo, New York. The attendance was 17,110 people paying customers. And the gate was north, little over north of $2 million. Now, according to the UFC, they have set the sporting event record for the Key Bank Center. So, again, in New York... If you want to complain about the commission and everything else, one thing they're doing, the UFC in New York, is they are making money all across Mm -hmm. the board. They are having very, very big business down there right now. So good for them. But moving on to the event. It was a solid event. What did you think of the UFC 210 pay-per-view and Somniac? I thought it was good. There were some some moments. Um, I thought the main and co-main were a little weird, but I thought overall it was a good event wasn't terrible it yeah. wasn't it wasn't like that last main event we saw at 209 so yeah. thank god but it wasn't it wasn't nothing it wasn't nothing very memorable it was memorable in weird ways because yeah it but it wasn't nothing but it wasn't memorable in like it wasn't memorable in the ways you want it to be when, when this year ends you're not gonna remember too much about it you're not gonna remember all the fights okay because yeah. the first three fights did start off very good yeah. very entertaining. yeah there were some others. good scraps on it just it wasn't you know it wasn't a high it wasn't a big event it okay. wasn't like that mega event i think i can hit it The uh of course the main event daniel cormier versus anthony rumble johnson daniel cormier submits anthony johnson in round two and in my opinion watching the fight it was just deja vu it was like i watched that first one two years ago all over again except i think maybe the first one was a little bit better mm. but it, it really had that deja vu feeling to it um daniel cormier of course he took johnson's best in the first round, I think I think Johnson cracked him in the in the, in the face with a head kick twice. I mean, yeah, broke yeah. his nose. Daniel Cormier is tough. Mm.
0: First of all, broken I nose like and all, Cormier. he it didn't even faze him. I like him. Daniel Cormier.
1: Um, and then Cormier, of course, uses his wrestling. But the weirdest thing coming out of this, and a lot of people are making a big deal about it, is supposedly Anthony Johnson did not use his game plan at all, and he was even trying to out wrestle. Daniel Cormier. Apparently his corner was like, what are you doing? Oh, they were really mad. Yeah. They were really mad. I mean, I don't blame them because, like, what was Anthony... J- Anthony Johnson should have been boxing and kickboxing and all that other stuff. I also him. personally thought Anthony Johnson absolutely gave Daniel Cormier his back. And I thought when Daniel Cormier sunk in that choke in the second round to submit him, I thought Johnson tapped really quick. I don't even <laughs> think he had that choke in for five seconds and he was tapping. Wow, that was inevitable. Once a it 10 was, It was yeah. yeah, and then... Of course, right afterwards, as soon as the fight is over, Anthony Johnson gets the microphone first, which I thought was weird, and and officially announces his retirement from MMA. Mm. No more Rumble. Mm. And then it all made well, sense, because I, I felt like his heart was not in that fight. I think I think
0: DC might have agreed to let him go first, because he knew.
1: Well, I, I don't, nobody, somebody knew. Yeah, somebody maybe. knew. Challenger never talks. To- I mean, the, the loser never talks first, so... Somebody knew something was going on. or maybe he said it rare folks over like, Hey, I'm about to announce my retirement. They were like, Yeah, let him get it first. But something like that. I mean his corner wouldn't even come back in the cage. They were mad at him. No, well that he cleared that up today, Henry Hoof. He said that he was just he thought it was over, he was just walking towards the back. He didn't think he was needed. Okay. But he said he went to go back out and he said, Look, get to know the full story. I wouldn't just do that to him. Okay. All right, well, anyways, I thought like I said, I just feel like Anthony Johnson wasn't into that fight. His heart was not out there. He didn't look like... I mean, he, he kicked Daniel Cormier pretty well, but he didn't look like he really wanted to win that fight. Like, it was something he had to do. So, of course, he announces his retirement, and right away, you have to look. Now that Anthony Johnson retired, now it makes losing Ryan Bader kind of suck for that light heavyweight division. The light heavyweight division wasn't that strong to begin with. It wasn't that strong, but...
0: With Who's Johnson now, losing
1: twice, I mean, it really it's really just the John Jones coming back. It, well, they have that at least for now. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, Insomniac, do you think it should be Daniel Cormier versus Jimmy Manuel next? Or do you think it should be Daniel Cormier versus John Jones? Because I think it's Jones versus Cormier or bust. It is because that's the money fight. But at the same time, we're, what, what are they, we don't know what they're doing with whoever first. Mm-hmm. Cormier broke his nose. Mm-hmm. How long is he out? Good point. Maybe Jones that. needs that tuna fight. Maybe Jones needs a Jimmy Man to fight or something first and then fight DC. Well with the broken nose, usually you're out what like six to eight weeks yeah. with that. I mean And so Dana. He has the still, news. Dana White said this week he's still taking his stance. He's saying, I'm not putting them in the main event. They'll co main the event. I don't I don't disagree with him. That fight has fallen apart way too many times. He said there's still gonna be a co main event. Yeah. I do like John Jones versus Jimmy Manuel for maybe International Fight Week. I don't know what your thoughts are, but that sounds like a very fun. Or right after that, whether it's yeah. Fox or or the pay per view that's later Cormier in July. Next. I mean, I in, in a perfect world, it, it will happen. But at the same time, like Jones hasn't fought
0: in a long time. Cormier got his nose busted. Okay. Okay. I mean, we'll see. So maybe it'll be Cormier's next fight, but not Jones' next fight. I'd be down with that.
1: Well, with Cormier, that being said, I mean, he said he had a real tough time getting to this. two of Yeah, but I don't think Marcus it'll time. happen again. I mean, Well, he said that was because of inconsistency. Like, he hasn't fought in a while. Yeah. He said it's been a while since he fought. Uh, he got there at UFC 200. It was tough, but he got there. But then he said with the injury and long layoff, it just really was affected Silva his, his weight last cut. fight? Yeah. Before this one, yeah. Okay. At UFC 200. Yeah. So, that's like, what, nine months? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Forever. So, I mean, but... Daniel Cormier you have to start to ask yourself this guy does nothing but win mm-hmm. and oh, yeah, let's it face light. it I even thought of the possibility like what if he can't make two of five again do you not think he can go back up to heavyweight and contend with the best because I do I really think Daniel Cormier right now he avenges that loss to John Jones if he can get that later this year and, and get that oh, done I really won. genuinely think finally Daniel Cormier might see. be the greatest fighter of all time Did you finally see that fight. I think it's time to start discussing him in this. I've always defended him and said, "I'm not going to say greatest, greatest fighter of all time mean? yet because he's so he, I mean, he still got that big loss. But as of right now, today in 2017, here in April, I, I I think he doesn't get enough recognition for the pound for pound. Nobody puts him really in pound for pound. Well, I'll argue with you about this. Is yes, pound for pound. I've always me and you have seen eye to eye on this. Like, what does pound for pound really mean? Daniel Cormier was the number one contender at heavyweight and is now the three-time UFC light heavyweight champion. I mean, Mm -hmm. the only reason he didn't fight heavyweight was because it came to Laska's. And I think he could go back to heavyweight. I think after he's done 205 with one or two more fights, if he wanted to have four or five more fun fights in the heavyweight division, it's there. It's there for him because I don't see Kane coming back anytime soon. But that's all up to him because he's got the broadcasting do. But if he mm -hmm. beats John Jones, I really think this guy, Mm -hmm. Daniel Cormier, might be the greatest of all time in my
0: eyes. I'm a big fan.
1: He's got to be him. yeah, but, you know, I say a lot, but you got to beat Jones. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I, that's, that's what a I big said. deal. You have to beat Jones. Nobody has to beat Jones. he'd have to beat Jones in three. But nobody's beaten Jones yet, either. So, yeah, exactly. Jones hasn't Jones. lost, so how are you going to put him there? Like, Jones beat is, him. Yeah. The Cormier-Jones, so, two is now inevitable. And that fight is so, oh, it's the best fight possible right now, What if DC right now, loses possibly.
0: to Jimmy Manuel? I don't see that happening. I love me some Jimmy Manuel. That'd be weird. I doubt it,
1: but. I love me some Jimmy Manuel, but I'll tell you what, what that ground game, I don't think it's there for Daniel Cormier. Daniel Cormier, his ground game and his sprawl and brawl, everything he does, that dirty box, and he is on another level. Yeah. He's like. I like watching him. He's a way better version of Randy Couture. Hmm. He really is. Who? I said Daniel Cormier is oh, a way Daniel better Cormier. version yeah. of Randy. I Duc- thought we were talking about Jimmy Manuel there and I'm like, "Wait, what? Mm. Captain America?" Mm. Okay, Jimmy Manuel reminds me Flight a lot of the Rumble. Shield. No, but I mean, and here's the other thing, what did you think of Daniel Cormier playing the villain? I loved it. He loved it. Oh, yeah. He, he had me engaged the whole time in that post-fight interview. It was like Randy Orton. Called, called John Jones Cialis Boy. Oh, classic. Nice. That was hilarious. And then he was talking smack to man. well, He pretty, he set himself up for two fights. Mm-hmm. I thought he's always had great interviews. Mm-hmm. I think he's a very... I, I love listening to I, I I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand it. Like, Jones just keeps messing up. Like, I... I I don't really care much for John Jones. Like he just keeps messing up all the time, but people still want to cheer him. Well, but they hate DC. Is DC I don't... really that hated though?
0: Because yes. I do know he's been yes. he
1: was hated at the UFC two hundred press conference. Yeah, he he was he was getting booted two ten. Then he did go to Canada, and when he was doing the PR work, he was really embraced in Canada. The Canadian fans loved him. Okay, remember, but he said he felt so bad for pulling out only because of the way that the Canadian fans embrace him. He okay, was really but excited every to time he's in the same room with John Jones, he gets booed. Well, there was a reason this weekend he got booed when he was in the same room with John Jones. Uh Buffalo, New York. John Jones is a New Yorker. Does okay. everybody forget that John Jones is from New York? We don't forget. And when it, but... he's standing in the front crowd and Daniel Cormier is going after their boy, he's so associated with John Jones. You have to remember. You're gonna get booed out
0: the building. Okay, that's interesting.
1: So I'm, I'm I'm just waiting to see like the what if he was in Atlanta, what if he was in California. What if he's in Vegas? Is he getting booed that bad? That's all I'm asking. I'm not going to jump that he's completely the villain he's yet. He's getting booed in Vegas reason. for 200. Two, yeah,
0: but he came off kind of cheesy there. I, I, I For whatever reason, when he's he, in that he room with John decision. Jones,
1: they boo him.
0: He had to make sure he didn't lose but, his belt for that fight, so he I'm fought a boring, easy fight, and the fans didn't like it, but I would do the same. But I'm just That's saying, I don't happens.
1: think he's as hated as people are saying, like, he's embracing this villain. You also got to remember an in Oakland, it was a or no, I'm sorry, Buffalo was a little bigger because John Jones is in the only. It doesn't matter. It's like the third time I've seen him get booed. What's it matter? Okay, I'm just saying I don't think he's as hated as people say, but it it is what it is. It, that's well, that's wait to see. It really is. Okay, well, let's move on to the controversial co-main event. Gegard Mousasi, in the India official scorebook, books, TKO's Chris Weidman in the second round. It was very controversial. They were blaming the Athletic Commission, but most people are really blaming the referee, Dan mm-hmm. Um I have my opinion. I'll tell you in a sec, but Insomniac, what do you think? What do you think of the outcome of that fight? Weird. Like, first of all, there, there's nothing that says in the rule book that can use instant replay, and they did. Mm. Yeah, they did just come out with. It. I just read that. I think so. Yesterday. In all honesty, whatever Dan Margarlata did, they should have been sticking with that decision.
0: Well, no, there's no rule excluding them from using instant replay either. Still, it should be there. It, should it be shouldn't there even be there.
1: It should have never happened, regardless. Like I know every other athlete, but like I don't know. It's just kind of weird. Um, they should have it, the ref should have been the one making the call. I agree. I agree. Um, here's the thing. I'm going to compare to this. I'm not going to blame Big Dan. Um, he might have. He probably should have stuck with his call, which I'm okay with. Because at the end of the day, by the looks of it, they got the decision right. See, Dan Miragli- huh? Miragliata's position, well, the outcome of the fight, the TKO round two, technically, if you look at the instant replay, that was a legal hit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But
1: in Dan Miragliata's point of view, though, it's kind of like the umpire but, sits by but, first base, and the guys, thr- you know, they're the ball is coming to the first baseman, and the guy's about to hit the base at like the same exact time. And sometimes that naked eye, when it's in real time, it's very hard to see, right? Mm-hmm. Like you don't know. Sometimes it's like tie goes to the runner. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? This is mixed martial arts, and this is a fight. There is no tie. Yeah, go so in Big Dan's speed. situation, what he saw with the naked eye in real time, real time, there is human error. And the thing is. I don't know what I would have, because what I saw was I thought it was an illegal hit because it looked like both hands were on the ground. Mm -hmm. And the rules state that if both hands are on the ground, you can't hit them. But when it hit in slow motion, which uh, what we all saw, we never saw it in real time and knew what it was. When we saw it in slow motion, that's when you realize Gegard Mousasi lifted Chris Weidman's hands off the mat just about a half an inch and then kneed him in the head, which makes it a legal blow. But that's irrelevant. The, the ref still stopped it. If he it, did stop it, and then he went over. But the New York State Athletic Commission came out and said, now I don't, I don't know what type of conspiracy this is, but they came out and said those are in the rules. They're allowed to use instant replay, and he was allowed to consult with Big John McCarthy on the outside. But it, it's not in the rule book. That's where it makes no sense. I, I agree with you, but that's what they're stating. Um, I think it all stinks. My I think thing is, State I get Athletic it. Like, Musasi was starting to turn that fight around in his favor, but you never know. Oh, well, I honestly, think he was about to knock him out. I think it was only Maybe, inevitable. but you never know. But in my opinion, this is why I blame you, New York, and dirty, stupid, corrupt politicians. This is huh? why MMA should have been in New York 15 years ago, back in like 02, 01. I mean, how long have they been trying to get in there? 15 years plus? It's ridiculous. This is why, because they're not caught up yet. Obviously, the business is there because the UFC is selling out arenas, breaking records, mm-hmm. doing whatever. But as far as the rules go, the New York State Athletic Commission is not caught up, and they're not yeah. used to these big time of MMA events. They're watering yet.
0: down the sanctity of our beloved cage fighting.
1: And I think they're learning, but they're trying to learn on the go. I yeah. mean, they're not learning with these small time events like back in the day, the UFC was. They weren't right. doing this well. Right. You know they're learning with mega blockbuster events here, mm-hmm. and they're they're just not caught up with the times. There's going to be a big learning curve. This is what happens. You know it's like you're starting all over again. It's a fresh territory. Uh, I, I still can't believe it took this long to get to New York. Yeah. And this is this is why they're <coughs> so far behind. They just they really need to get it caught up. Because it's kind of affecting some events. But at the end of the day in this one, I agree with everybody's point of view. The ref should have stuck with his decision, whatever. Who knows if Chris Weidman could have scrambled back. But I think Chris Weidman was done. Did you see that eye after he need him? And that was a legal hit. At the end of the day, you can say whatever you want. But the tape doesn't lie. That was a legal hit. Musasi need him in the eye, and, and Weidman was out. He was done. He did not know what he was doing. The doctors would not clear him to fight the rest of that fight. So, I mean, you can make all the hoopla you want about it, but actually, at the end of the day, I think they got the call right. Might have been wrong how they got there, but at the end of the day, it was right. So I'm not going to hate on it too much. So with that being said, uh, do you view Gagar Masasi moving on as a winner of that fight? Because Chris Weidman won the first round. No. It was too weird at the end. I, I believe uh, Wyman was rocked and all that, but you never know, man. I've seen people, I've seen fights where, you know, they're back and forth like that, and he wasn't knocked out yet, so no. Do I think Musasi? If, if I had to pick who I thought was going to win the fight, I thought Musasi was going to turn around and win the fight, especially after those knees, but you never know. This is MMA. It's a crazy sport. That's why it was so weird. It was so wacky. It didn't make sense. Didn't matter what the outcome was at that point because it was just it was just a very weird ending to a fight. It yeah. was weird. That's that's what made it so. It was just very controversial, weird. But at the end of the day, I just I'm just gonna have to move forward and view it as it was the right call because it was a legal hit. Everything that got there was wrong, but it was a legal hit. I'm just gonna say, you know what, Musasi. I think it was inve- inevitable in my eyes. So does this give Musasi a big contract, or? Well, they want to sign him already, but we'll see. He's gonna play the free agent card. Mm-hmm. Dana said he was. He said after after he said, "Look, I'm a guard fan. We're gonna offer him something, but it's up to him." Yeah, because Gagar Masasi is now a free agent, and next week when Jacare Souza fights, we just found out he is now a free agent. Wow! This is two of your biggest middleweights right now. This is two top five middleweights hitting free agency at the same time. And Scott Coker over there at Bellator already said he plans on talking to both of them. Wow. This is a big they thing right now. They this is, this is really. This is very interesting. I keep saying the free agency thing in MMA right now is becoming. it's if, what I'm staring at. Can you at.
0: imagine if they could pop one or two of them on that Bellator pay per view? Mm. They won't get
1: them on the pay per view, but why not? How soon is it? The only problem is they would have to fight each other, because the only thing about middleweight outside of the UFC, yeah, not very good. There's not really. Well, any that needs. would be interesting. Bellator just had an event. I'm not even really going to cover it because it was Rafael Carvalho versus 40 year old Melvin Manhoff for the middleweight title over there. Hmm. It's not very good. Like, uh, I just was not impressed. Melvin Manhoff should have been done about five years ago. But I'm going to stay back with the UFC. Uh, What do you think about that woman's strawweight (laughs) fight on the main card? The one that was put together last minute. Pro Gonzalez for Cynthia Cavilla. It was almost off because of breast implants, and then it yeah. was back on. In my opinion, Insomniac. I thought that was the hands down from what I saw the best fight of the night. I loved it. Those two I really liked brought it. it. I love the <laughs> I love the women's strawweight division. Um, I thought they both looked good. Pro Gonzalez debuted. She she had a tough opponent. She fought her good too. Like, Very good. The first I thought round work was the amazing second round. She play. really started coming out like, mm-hmm. and then it was up to that third round. Carvillo ended up prevailing with the submission in the yeah. third round, but. That girl's that girl nasty. yeah. And I think Pearl Gonzalez is going to be a good fighter, you know, too. she's actually a 125-pounder. Who's that? Cynthia Cavilla. She's always fought at 125 till she got to the UFC. That's cool, but she's making 115 twice now, so... Yeah, yeah. I don't think that... No, I just thought that was interesting. I didn't know she fought... I mean, you could fuel the fire to when I always tell you they need a 125 title, not a 145 title. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you just want to, like, throw shade my way and just let me just, you know... Keep telling you how you No, and no, I'll I? say later why I don't want the 125-pound title yet, because straw weights really benefit. But I thought that was a great fight. It was two young phenoms going at it, and I thought they put on a good fight. If anybody questioned why that was on the main card, well, they showed you why they were on the main card, and they delivered. That was a fight to me where a lot of people didn't know who they were. But I felt like the UFC, they know better than us, and they told us what was up. They literally told us what was up on that fight. They told us they were great fighters. They told us these two girls were worth looking at, and I appreciate that because I was that, that was my favorite fighter. Yeah, they're life. pretty much like you want to complain about it. All right, we'll show we'll show you guys. They knew, Pro Gonzalez got the potential. She that's a pretty girl. She and, and Cavilla's not a bad looker either. No, and she, I love her gangster mentality. That right. thug outlook. She went out and quoted Nate Diaz. That was awesome. All right. Well, moving on from those two, let's go on to the Thiago Alves versus Patrick Cote. Here we go. Another retirement. Good but before that, that was a great fight, mm-hmm. great back and forth. I mean, Alves looked so good at 170. Alves looked so good, and Cote looks like he's lost a step. But really, came back in that third round was putting him in a great I show. I think he looked like he lost a step. Um, I think I thought he re- revigorated himself pretty good. Actually, um, he used to be nothing but a brawler. And when he came back to the UFC, he was more of a technical fighter at 170. I thought I thought he had a great second run in the UFC. Um, he doesn't need to do this anymore. Um, he's been fighting for a long time. He's probably made pretty good money. I remember a while back, they wanted him to commentate or something. But I think he's uh, it's good to see him go. I'm going to mess him because he's, he's usually always in a good scrap. Well, I had a soft spot for Cote. You know why I know Cote so much? I and mean, you've heard a lot of people talk about this lately because of his first fight in UFC. Yeah. It was a short-notice fight about t- against Tito Ortiz. Well, you remember the War of 04. Yep. It was supposed to be Guy Mezger, of course, yeah. and then Patrick Cote stepped in. That was the first UFC pay-per-view I bought. Yeah, remember I watched it by myself in the sunroom of our parents' house. Mm-hmm. I ordered it because I was just watching all those Pride VHS tapes that I was getting from the, the store. And Patrick Cote versus Tito Ortiz was the first pay per view I bought, and that was also the same pay per view they announced that the Ultimate Fighter was coming. I mean, the UFC was starting to make big moves. Oh, a little more of the origin story, and mm-hmm. your origin
0: ties into a very, very intricate part yeah. of their origin. And i was the already watching saved the whole, i was watching
1: mma for about a year thing. already not ufc guys i was watching mma yeah. for about a year already is actually i was collecting every pride tape i could find and then i was slowly but surely when i ran through all the pride tapes i was like i need more <laughs> it was a, you know like like a fiend i just needed i needed more mma so i went and i started getting he into ufc up. and then i started looking up on the internet that you know they were having a live fight so i just ordered it and i was very entertained nice. i remember Robbie Lawler versus Evan Tanner opened the card. Robbie Lawler got submitted by Evan Tanner.
0: It really just called out forget. to you. You just fought, yeah. you just found it. I knew yeah, it. Yeah, I remember.
1: I walked in the sunroom. I was like, how much you pay for this? <laughs> <laughs> what was it back and then? Like 37 bucks. I don't remember. It was a while, man. It was a long time ago. It probably wasn't 50 was it? And I was have it? not. I, I, it was we we probably like 30 not, Yeah. if I was a bet. we weren't charging like boxing rates. The thing is, since that one... We have not missed a pay per view yet. <laughs> have not, <Nice>. not one. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. We so, started, and it all started. It all started with Mister Patrick Cote in the main event. That's why he sticks out to me. I love him as an MMA wow. fighter. I, I, I thought yeah, he see, had a good He rocked him good once in that fight. A too. very respectable career. I thought he went out great in that last fight at 210. Good for him. I'll miss him. I always like. I always. I always knew when Cote was on a card. He was one of the guys I would point out, and I was always excited for his fight. So goodbye, Patrick Cote. But on from that, in the one hundred and fifty-five pound division, Mister. Ill Will Brooks, the still unofficial champion of Bellator at the one hundred and fifty-five pound mark, against Charles Oliveira, the guy who could not make weight at one forty-five. They kicked him back to the 155-pound division, and now Charles Oliveira is the unofficial Bellator champion. He made it look easy. He submitted Will Brooks in the first round. As soon as he got that body lock, it was over. Wow. He looked good. Charles Oliveira always shows glimpses of uh, greatness, and he's only 27 years old. Mm -hmm. This kid still has a huge future in front of him, Nice. and he's had so many UFC fights. He has all the experience. I think if he just stayed at 155, he'll be a phenom. Hmm. I think he'll be great. And then in the undercard action, I gotta say, Miles Jury in his return fight, he looked great as he pummeled out Mike De La Tour in the second. I thought Kamaru Usman, this guy, 170 pounds, completely had his way with Sean Strickland. This guy is now on a five-fight win streak. He's five and zero in the UFC quietly, and he's disposed of everybody he fought with ease. It looks like this guy just dominates. Now he's had a he has couple close way. fights. Not really. Go back and watch him. This guy is a, a machine. Oh, I, I agree. He's he's one to watch for. He's very good. Um yeah, he 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 beat Sean Strickland pretty pretty convincingly. I think uh he's going to have a good future in the UFC. What division is it again? That's 170. 170. There's an opening right now for 170. Kind of. Yeah. You can kind of sneak in there. I mean, yeah. they have a stay still have a stacked division, but they they're, they're their fillet, the the flamingon of their division is not fighting.
0: Hmm.
1: Like seriously, other than Tyron Woodley, Tyron, Tyron. Tyron Woodley is. I'm telling you, Tyron Woodley is another one. That, I speak at Daniel Cormier. He should be catching on too because he's a dog. He's a fighter. Yeah, he's who you want. He want you want him as your champ. He's ready to fight anybody and everybody. I don't think that man gets enough respect. But um, you, you sound know, like
0: Tyron Woodley. Yeah. <laughs> well, in certain ways, he doesn't get enough respect.
1: I think. His beef should be more directed towards the fans and not towards, like, UFC. (laughs) Like, I I just... I don't know. But in undercard auction, four fighters win in this weekend's card undefeated and three left undefeated. Gregor Gillespie of the 155-pound division knocked his opponent out. Shane Burgos of the 145-pound division knocked his opponent out. And then 125-pound fighter Bibi Latav cruised to a decision victory in his... Outing, and you know, all three of them stay undefeated. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's very nice. good stuff. Nice. So, all right, well, let's go ahead. Promising Anything else you want, want to say MC's about the UFC 210 Insomniac? No, all right, let's move on to the news and gossip this week. First thing I found interesting is to find out after we did our loaded international fight card week for July 6th through the 8th. Mm-hmm. We thought there was going to be three cards. Well, I just found out there's only going to be two fight cards. Hmm. And the first one that they rented out that arena, I forget the name, I don't remember the name of that arena in Vegas. It's the only one they're going to go to now also, but anyway, the first night, it's going to be their Hall of Fame ceremony. Okay, nice. And during the UFC 210 pay-per-view, they announced their first Hall of Famer, and that's going to be the California kid, Uriah Faber. Nice. It makes a lot of sense. I hope to see Dan Henderson go in there this year, too, because... He should be in so there they just right announced
0: away. that they're having a Hall of Fame. They just announced the initial Hall of Fame. So they're, gonna, they're making it a fame. big night, yeah. They're that's making,
1: huge. Going to an arena. How long
0: ago did they announce this? They just
1: announced. Well, they've done the Hall of Fame for a few years. Okay, so they've had a Hall of Fame. Yes. Who's in it?
0: Um, there's um, a, lot a lot of people, of people, people I could okay, who's okay. Who's in it? I could Okay, okay. I thought they. Oh well, yeah, they've 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 had had. Actually you didn't know they had a Hall of Fame already. I thought they did. I thought you were telling me that they just. Okay. They do it every
1: international fight week now, and they revamped it like two years ago, where they have like wings. Yeah. Pioneer Wing, Fight Wing, um,
0: new is Randy Couture in? <sighs> I don't know. Yes, Randy Couture's in. I thought so. he is yes. In. Oh, yes. Okay, he was so one of the so first. How ones? many people are in it? Like five, ten? I'd, I'd have to look it up. There's a good there's amount. There. Did just they induct the like seven in or eight, eight every year, like years, there's like there's the Baseball like eight, Hall of Fame? Just last, yeah. Th- yeah.
1: It's gonna be every year. Seven they or eight duck four different people. Okay, four.
0: Okay, they've been doing it. They've been doing it for one of them's a fight now. Yeah.
1: They induct fights into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> what? No, that's actually pretty cool. What? Forrest Griffin versus Stephen Bonner
0: got So the fight's into the in, fame. but the guy might not be in. Or can the yes. guy still say Stephen that he's Bonner.
1: in? Stephen Bonner. Forrest Griffin's a Hall of Fame, where Stefan Bonner's not, but he's in the Hall of Fame because of his fight with Man, I don't want to be
0: Stefan Bonner explaining that. Like no, nephews, you know what? It's that's... still pretty cool. No, Stephen yeah. Bonner versus
1: Forrest Griffin might have been still to they this day still, they the biggest They should give him a gold, gold jacket or ever. something at least. I don't know. And that's no. like that's like Frank Trigg. Him and Matt
0: Hughes got their fight, got inducted in the Hall of Fame. And, um, Williams,
1: Mark Coleman. Well, it seems yeah. like
0: almost every fight that gets inducted, there's a very good chance the other guy in the fight is not going to be in oh, not it. Not necessarily. Well, yeah, I guess he, I guess that I guess that's not a fair. Dan Henderson
1: versus Shogun Rua comes to mind. That fight should be in, and those two guys are definitely Hall of Famers. Yeah, like that. It'll, it'll happen where it's both Hall of Famers more than you think.
0: Yeah, I guess it would have to be.
1: Really, like, say they wanted to induct like it just seems like
0: in that particular fight, you know, the one guy's a loser, so it's an easy. Like, if they induct GSP versus Matt Hughes, like. Both and plus, are... remember
1: the Hall of Famer had to fight somebody. Yeah. You know, there's usually at least one Hall of Famer they had to fight somebody.
0: Mm. You
1: know. So yeah, so uh, but anyway, that's the first night they're they're selling the whole place out to twenty thousand seat arena. It's going to be dedicated towards just the Hall of Fame. That's new, where they're having that big of a ceremony for it. They've been starting the ceremonies, but this year I feel like they're they're de- dedicating a whole night to it, and I like it. I love remembering the past. I just I always do. I'm a big, big junkie on that, so I'm very happy. But yeah, they're only gonna have then they're gonna have the Ultimate Fighter finale, mm-hmm. and then they're gonna have UFC 213. Mm-hmm. God, what a bad number for an international fight 13. <laughs> okay, can't control the calendar. Well, Boy, so much. And then I found out officially. Garbrandt versus TJ Dillashaw is official as the co-main event for UFC 213 that
0: weekend. That's a good fight. Dillashaw's a good good, matchup um, for him, right? Yes, yes, yes. And Garbrandt, of course, is their phenom on the rise.
1: Oh yeah, that that is an amazing fight. You know what I love more about that fight? The fact that the winner could possibly, if Mighty Mouse wins this weekend, the winner could be fighting Mighty Mouse because Mighty Mouse just came out and said that he's willing to fight Garbrandt at 125 or 135. Because if Muddy Mouse defends his title one more time, he at least ties it. Right. And then he can go up and try to get a second title. Then I'll be into the Muddy Mouse bandwagon. And I like both of them. It doesn't matter who Muddy Mouse fights. He can fight Garbrandt or Dillashaw. Yeah, I'm be, very yeah. intrigued. Yeah. I am
0: both of those are good matchups. Invested. Yes. That,
1: but yes. I still think in the short term, though, Garbrandt versus Dillashaw, that's, that's the fight, man. That is the fight. I think this ultimate fighter is going to do them justice. That fight on paper is so good. There is no way that fight's going to be bad. They are two of the best in the game today. Oh, I'm, I'm getting all excited. Slips on a banana peel. Talking about it, so I can't wait. All right, and then on other news, here we go. Insomniac, you ready for this one? Yep. Usada insane. flagged the fighter. It was Mr. Kelvin Gastelum, the guy that was supposed oh. to fight Anderson Silva. Kelvin Gastelum is officially he's off of the in, UFC, what is that, 211? and he's in no, his,
0: 212? 212. He's UFC 212. He's infamous for missing, oh, yeah. for missing, missing weight. weight. He, missing weight. Did, did you weight. hear what he, what he, what he failed missing for, weight. what you saw to pop him for? Uh, I think I might have heard. Mm, could you refresh my memory because I can't remember... Weed. Oh yeah, that's right.
1: So just it so everybody weed. knows, if you it ever question why oh, Mr Kelvin yeah, Gaslam dude. could never ever get the one hundred and seventy pounds, we all now know. He oh, had the munchies. Dude, it was just it
0: was gonna be the last one. The last try. was gonna be the last He's one. just an idiot. it's gonna be the last one. Just one. So one, one, because of weed, Kelvin one,
1: Gaslam one, is not fighting his biggest fight, biggest opportunity ever against Anderson Silva. So Anderson Silva right now is left without a dance partner. Now I'm hearing left and right. He's been offered this guy, that guy, this guy. They all say they're being offered to fight with him, and he's turned them all down. And Soniac, I just want to know, now that it's not Kelvin Gaslam, who should Anderson Silva
0: fight? And I thought they
1: had the right idea with Belfort. You like Vitor Belfort?
0: Yeah. That and fight doesn't excite me. There could be another possibility. Well, no, GSP's fighting Bisping. Yeah. Yeah. That's not happening. That might happen in the future at some I mean,
1: point. I liked Yo Romero. I did like that fight if they could get that put together, but Yo Romero wants to fight for nothing less than the belt. And I think Anderson Silva, I don't know if he's interested with Yo. He said he was, and then Malky Kawa came out and said that he turned the fight down. So I don't know. I personally, if I had to pick an opponent for Anderson Silva... If his mind can come back, and physically he can come back, honestly, you know who I'm going for? I'm going for Chris Wyman. Let's yeah. get that trilogy knocked out. I keep saying they can pull that fight, hmm. and this will be a perfect opportunity. Chris Wyman coming off of, this is now his third loss in a row. It's a great bounce Twilight back fight for him. Us. Yeah. Sad thing is, I think right now,
0: Anderson Silva might beat him. Or as Brendan Schaub has dubbed him, "Dad Bod Silva." Or maybe it wasn't Schaub that came up with that term.
1: Well, his last fight, he did look like Dad Bud, but Dad Bod, Dad Bod. We'll see. Hmm. I'm very interested in that saga, I hope Anderson gets a decent opponent. Vitor Belfort, is not interesting because we already know this is Vitor's last fight. Which make even better if it's Anderson Silva. Hmm. Why? Why? Mm-hmm. I, I, that's History? a rematch I'd like to see. Oh, really? Oh, so you're, you're interested in that rematch? Yeah. I personally don't even want to see Vitor Belfort fight again. That's just that. Not really, but I can not watch trying him. to be mean, but... but watch
0: him fight another you know, legend that's on the, the downfall. Why not? Yeah, it seems... That's why, you know, the GSP thing sort of makes sense because they're both legends, but they both... Not really fought in a while. I mean, so Whoa, Anderson Silva so been one of the most active fighters, actually. How I mean, who has he fought since two hundred? I didn't know he was that active. I guess this is I guess he's about two hey. fights or just the one fight. Just yeah, the one. I guess that's just still that's still pretty good. yeah, okay, okay. But The fact that he's coming back in June well, maybe already. maybe it's the dad bod thing that makes me feel like he's still kind of rusty. But I guess it wouldn't be rust then; it would just be age. No, he's good right now. It's no, it's now. I mean, just Usada. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Insomniac, never pulling back. (laughs) Never pulling back. Well, anyway, I like to throw the Weidman thing out there, but uh, yeah, that's just what I would like to see. Uh, Luke Rockhold was offered. I don't know if I'm really interested in that. I think Luke Rockhold would get Anderson right now. I think Luke yeah, Rockhold could wait Rockhold for the winner. I think him. Luke Rockhold can honestly sit right now and wait for the winner of Whitaker and Jacare if they could get Jacare signed back if he wins. Yeah, yeah, or if way, Robert Whitaker Rockhold wins. needs to fight, man. It's been a while since Rockhold fought. He well, he's fight. not even eligible to come back till June. I think they're looking for a fight for him. The guy was injured. So he said the earliest he could fight was June. So July, I'd try to bring him back July. Um, Okay, and then on to other news. They announced a main event in Singapore, so I'm going to go ahead and run through that card real quick, and I just want to hear your thoughts on it. So the main event is going to be Holly Holm returning to the 135-pound division to take on Betch Correa. I don't know who the co-main event is yet, but I do know there's some pretty good fights on this card. Rafael Dalsanos versus Tarek Safadine, Colby Covington versus Dong Young Kim. Now, the only thing I'd like to know is who's ranked higher, Dong Young Kim or RDA? Because if Dong Young Kim, well, actually RDA isn't ranked at 170, is he? No. But Dong Young Kim's a top 10, right? I don't know, I think so. He's pretty up there. He's probably like, what, 6 or 7? Mm-hmm. Mm. Nice to know, but Colby Covington got that big fight. He's st- a matter of fact, I just read today, Colby Covington's still calling out RDA. Still yeah. taking stabs at him because I made RDA my week a couple weeks ago on our segment we're going to get to shortly. Because RDA wouldn't fight Colby Covington because he's a young up and comer and he said he doesn't know who he is, so he's taking on Tarek Safadine. Does anybody really know who Tarek Safadine is? No. I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. the only thing Tarek mm-hmm. Safadine has—it sounds him, like a, a font. Veteran.
0: It sounds like a font in yeah. Word.
1: Well, that whole thing is just weird. But I love Colby Covington's attitude. I I really like this kid. He's one of them. No offense. I'm, I'm he's sorry. a star on the rise, in my opinion. But those two fights, are, they're very good fights. Uh, Bruce Leroy signed on the fight. Wang Guan. That's that Asian sensation they just signed. Young guy with like 20 knockouts or something crazy like Ooh, that. Oh, nice. So I'm, that, that fight has dynamite written all over it. Of course, Andre Lasky's coming in against Marcin Tabora. John Tuck versus Takonori Gomi. Some nostalgia there. I don't know about you, insomniac, but I actually kind of like this fight card. I like it. Uh, it looks like it's got... I like the home it's got, Korea has got fight. a mix of veterans and newbies. I mean, yeah. it's night. What do you think of the main event? You like that home Korea fight? Yeah, I like it. I'll tell you what, W and me, since they took over, they loved them some ladies, right? Yes, they do. I think the fans love them some ladies. Like yeah. the ladies, yes. the ladies are doing yes, their do. thing. they do. Yes, they do. I just noticed WME has put a lot of women main events. They're, they're in big spots. I think they were parts. ahead that ways any that, that way anyway. I they recognize
0: uh this is the area first sport ever. potential growth.
1: Yeah. Well this is the first sport ever <coughs> and I think you have to capitalize on it where women
0: are just as popular as the men. It's very rare where I mean golf, tennis, it's very rare to find more sports where the women and men are there's, there's not kind much. of an even even thing, you know, mm-hmm. respect, I guess you could say. Among the masses. Especially
1: for people to pay for it. You got to yeah. remember, MMA is the most expensive sport to follow. bar none. Mm, it is so yeah. expensive to follow. Yeah, yeah guess Trust you me, I those know. There's pay-per-views every month or whatever, yeah. right? I am a diehard UFC fan, and you know what? My bank account will tell you I am.
0: Man, you bought some stinker pay-per-views. I man. bought everything. I bought some absolutely <laughs> fantastic ones, some too. <laughs>
1: I never look at them as stinkers, maybe because.
0: Yeah, because you can appreciate everything that's going on in all the fights. And if I appreciate you look the up and down at every bottom, single card, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you will get your money's worth if you, mm-hmm. if you.
1: And the UFC still hasn't put on a pay per view yet where I'm like, man, there's no top level martial arts here. They yeah. have not done that mm-hmm. to me yet. They really haven't. I could be wrong. I could go back in the history and find some. But the level of athlete from the UFC's first fight to last fight compared to any other show is, bar none, just absolutely amazing. Yes. If you tried to watch a Bellator show from first fight to the last fight, <laughs> That's you, yeah, rough. it's not going to be very good.
0: That's like watching a Simpsons marathon. It yeah. start. It might. Well, not even because the Simpsons marathon, I guess, would start off a lot better than the Bellator one would, but that would be brutal. But the UFC still is where it's at.
1: But I'm really interested. Like I said, free agency is is just so different now. Well, I mean, on to the Bellator news this week they have one thing i saw actually if you're a bellator fan you should be happy about this spike tv of course becoming what is it the paramount network early next year they have elected not to renew pbc really? which is their boxing wait what pvc pbc it's, PVC? i don't even know what the okay. three initials stand for all i know is that's their boxing organization they pretty much canceled it they're getting rid of it premier they're boxing done. championship yep premier boxing championship huh. So they're not gonna be here next year as they become the Paramount Network because their plan is to focus solely on Bellator. So that's good news for Bellator. If I was an organization
0: Koga, that does cage fighting and boxing, isn't that Bellator or who is that? Yeah, Bellator they does do Bellator kickboxing. kickboxing as well. Oh, kickboxing a little okay. bit. Okay, though. not they boxing. Do a little I don't, bit. Think, okay. That's, okay. I don't okay. think that's okay. going and I too think well they, for them. I think they need to pretty much scrap
1: that. Okay, they need they yeah, need yeah, to okay. get rid of that idea. Okay. It was good okay. in theory at first. I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. I guess who are they because they had glory? a kickbox glory do like decent, okay numbers like once or twice. So mm-hmm. they were like, oh, we might be on something. I mean,
0: MMA scratches that itch. You don't need it. It's redundant. Mm-hmm. They I really mean, do. All, re- so all respect said, in the world to yeah. kickboxing, but I'm just... I agree. It's the world we're living it in. It fits like, everything. It's, it's, yeah. But the the Paramount
1: Network's plan is to focus solely on Bellator. I think that's an absolute slam dunk for them. That is great news if I was Scott Coker or anybody that's diehard Bellator. I mean, good for them. I Bellator owns... Be- I mean, the Paramount Network or whoever, Viacom owns Bellator anyway. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, and then on to this weekend. Bellator is having a fight. I, I've been touting it. Leandro Higro versus Eduardo Dantes. It's pretty much the LFA champion going up against the Bellator champion. Nice. I really right. think I think if you're a fan of the sport, if you like mixed martial arts, I think this is an interesting. And party. the LFA,
0: of course, is the recent, most recent brand that was the marriage of two. Legacy like, Fighting Championship and, and LFA and is resurrection supposed to be and the feeder brand the UFC unofficially. UFC and Bellator.
1: Of. Like yeah. I said, this guy in the main event, Leandro Higo, was like there. I, like ah, I can't remember what weight this is. It's either is it 135? It's 135. The 135 pound division, he was LFA's champion in their inaugural event.
0: Uh, it, would, it would be kind of sweet if Eldor could pick up the two free agents, Musasi and. Uh, I don't think so. I doubt it. I don't think it's going to happen. It would It would just greedy. be cool for the sake of parity, because ultimately, long term. <sighs> Of course, that these two brands are competitive, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I get, I think the I get UFC you. Was smart. You want to see when UFC, so they're fighting with all the great yeah. guys, and you want to see how they. I match think UFC's going to so. get one of them back. They might not
1: get Jacare. I Ray can't back. imagine Beltor would get both.
0: But... I can see Beltor maybe getting worse. really. Yeah, I, I can't I think imagine get him getting Jacare
1: back and lose Masasi. Really?
0: Yeah. UFC. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Interesting.
1: Neither, but the thing is, neither of them hurt their bottom line.
0: No. I can kind of, yeah, I kind of got a feeling that UFC is going to keep going. With Wyman looking like he's on
1: the downward slope, I'll tell you what, you lose those two guys in the middleweight division right now, Mm. that middleweight division isn't as good as it was because you can't just lose top five guys like that in the same Mm. division in one swoop. Like I said, Ryan Bader just left the UFC's light heavyweight division, so they pretty much just lost Bader and Rumble, and I'm looking at that light heavyweight division like, ouch. UFC might want to sign Musashi and Jacare to light heavyweight deals, because there's a gap there. See, I got a different view on it. Me, personally, I look like the Bader. Was Bader ever going to be UFC light heavyweight champion? I don't know. I'll I tell you what, if this John Jones needed something to square up with it. I thought there was a fight between Bader and Daniel Cormier and that could have been like next. Maybe, but do you really believe he would have ever been UFC light heavyweight champion? No. I'm surprised but you, don't, you don't know I until I didn't think dance. he was going to
0: answer your question. I really don't. I didn't think he was going to give you I, don't, I didn't expect did to expect. I always look at it that way like when they lose certain people. But
1: you still have to see them dance. You have to see Bader get in there and go against Cormier because Bader is a decent matchup for Cormier. Cormier would beat Bader. How do you know they haven't fought? I get that, but no, I don't think Bader's the level. No, I don't think he's on Cormier's level. I think Bader's good. I defended Bader all the time. I thought he was very underrated. I thought he's fought everybody. You know what got in Bader's way? First of all, he fought a, a kid named John Jones. Embarrassed him.
0: Yeah.
1: Toyed with him. Then, he lost to Tito Ortiz. Mm. Ouch. Only fighter in the UFC who lose to Tito Ortiz in like nine years.
0: Okay, yeah. Okay, I agree. No, not going to be champ. Yeah, that was a long time ago. But
1: <laughs> <Doesn't fit. laughs> moving on from that, let's go into some fights. Why are we watching UFC on Fox this weekend? What is your opinion on the card? Do you love the card or what? Because I, I don't know why, but I, I, I love, love this card. I love the pound-for-pound pound king. He's fighting in the main event. you got two hot chicks duking it out in the co-main event. And then you also got Jacare going against Robert
0: Whittaker. So, yeah, Muddy down. Mouse, going I'm for his down. title down I'm defense.
1: watching it. I am not even watch it live. You forgot to mention that Muddy Mouse is going for the tie with Anderson Silva on most title defenses ever. Uh Thug Rose versus, you know, the karate Hottie Michelle Watterson. That's technically just about a number one contender fight to Johanna, especially it is a number one, especially one contender. Especially if Michelle fight. Watterson nice. wins. Nice. Uh Jacques Ray versus Robert Whitaker, that is a very intriguing fight. Yep. I, I love that fight. That's the fight you're gonna Probably the one I'm most excited for. Jeremy Stevens versus Renato Mercano. Good fight. I'm gonna first fight, I'll pay attention. Alexander Volkov versus Roy Nelson. Pat Williams, Tom Duquenwa is making his debut. This guy is a sensation out of the UK. Exciting fighter. UFC wanted to gobble this guy up when he was nineteen years old and said, Yo, UFC, hold up. Give me a couple more years. I'm only nineteen. The man can't even drink a beer yet. I think he can drink a beer now. So he finally got signed to the UFC. This guy is supposed to be a stud. This is a guy to watch out for. Bobby Green's returning. Tim Elliott's coming back against Luis Smolka. That's a fantastic fight. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know the fight card is good when on Fight Pass, my man Al Jermaine Sterling is fighting Augusto Mondes. This fight is just about as good as 210, right? I mean, for a free Fox event, this is pretty much the blueprint of what you want this is pretty much what you want to see title fight um yeah it's a great event you know a non-drawing champion on free tv that's how you do it there's a lot of pivotal fights in that in that fight card they might not get people to pay 60 bucks for muddy mouse but why not get all the viewers you can for fox
0: maybe to watch the karate just in future yeah we can get 60 bucks
1: way, you can watch someone like the karate hottie in the coming event who you eventually could probably suck people in to pay 60 bucks for because i would she's on my radar and she's, oh, she's probably the most beautiful girl to ever grace the octagon, in my opinion. So hot. But we'll go ahead and wrap that up. I think there's only one thing left to do.
0: It is time. This is where we separate the weak from the strong. The strong and the weak! Insomniac,
1: everybody's favorite insomniac. will start this off. Everybody's favorite. I'm gonna start with the strong. <laughs> it's gonna be DC, except in the villain role after the fight. I thought he was magical on the microphone after he beat DC or beat Anthony Johnson. Like Got on the DC. microphone, started talking trash. DC looked man. at Jamie Manowar straight in his face and said, "You ain't nothing, son. Come get some." Then he straight up, looked at then he found John Jones in the crowd, and he looked at him, called him Cialis Alice, boy."
0: Oops.
1: Kind of goes, yes, it does. And uh, he was just telling him that you know you ain't no. He said another line that was just epic. And then he was just telling him like you know he said get your academics together if you want to come to a classroom. Exactly. <laughs> also insulted his bad haircut. Yeah, he did have a bad haircut. That's what stuck out the most. But <laughs> you know it was just it was just great seeing him embrace the villain role, be champion like. Before, I think it really bothered him. People were bullying him, and you know, now he just doesn't care. He's just—he's very charismatic guy. He's a funny guy. Seems like a good guy, you know. Somebody you can root for to be champion, which he is. He's now a three-time champion. John Jones ain't a champion. He is. So we got to accept that. And if he's got to be the villain, so be it. I think what's gonna happen is he's gonna act the way he is now, and people are gonna turn and really like this guy.
0: Yeah, I do like that. He's finally he going to be the
1: star he should be.
0: I see I, I like, see that.
1: I like how he said, you can hate me all you want, but you're not getting rid of me. Like yeah. There's nobody
0: beating me. I'm going to be here. I can see DC being one of these superstars that we've been talking Telling about you, them looking for. I it really won't be long, but he'll have that fight or two like that's going DC to be
1: superstar level. Like he really DC is on my radar as the greatest of all so time. so disappointed really that, is. that fight oh, I'm not going that, that far. I'm going that far.
0: Wait, you say best ever?
1: I, I'm saying he's he's on the radar. I he, think if he I think can avenge that, John conversation for and that is a big there, there at some point. If he can get through John Jones, year. I genuinely yep. think you can put DC yep. in the best of all time ever. Yep. Talks, you just can. It's a big butt historian. <laughs> not gonna lie. Anyway, It is. It is. <laughs>
0: but the reason I have <laughs> who can't
1: laugh at big butts? <laughs> it's fine. But the reason I have John Jones is the greatest ever is because of his <laughs> win over D.C. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. We, we hit on that earlier. I agree. I'm going to get to the week. It's just going to be simple. New York State Athletic Commission. Y'all need to get your stuff together. Wah, wah. It's you just goofy. It's just getting goofy. From the weigh-ins to the – it does – is instant replay allowed to oh. breast implants to just goofy stuff. To the fact that Charles Oliveira is getting fined because he jumped the cage, it's just no. So he didn't get fined. He's suspended for 60 oh, days. he's suspended for sixty days because he jumped the cage. He after can't his fight win. in sixty
0: days. <laughs> oh no. no, he can't fight for sixty days. Oh my god, New York Athletic Commission, what are you doing? He was going to fight in forty-two just, days. It's
1: just retarded. It just makes no sense what they're doing. I think Dana way said it best. It's like they're back to two thousand one all over again. It just, it just. <laughs> It just makes no sense like Cape they're end. just they're just so far I don't, you can't I, <laughs> how, how can you possibly be this far behind I don't get it like yeah. it, it, it wouldn't legalize the sport it's a pretty, I mean simple, I get that but like you don't, you don't just be this far behind already though like it's just yeah it's like you had a I don't I don't get it but they're definitely my week they just they need to get their stuff together all right well Joe knows MMA is gonna go with his strong. And my strong this week, I realized it was going to be my strong when as soon as the Cynthia Calvilla versus Pro Gonzalez fight ended. And me thinking, wow, that fight was fantastic. I was very entertained. And then thinking after the event that that was my favorite fight. And then looking forward to next week's event where the co-main event is Thug Rose versus the, the Karate Hottie Michelle Wartisan. And it just got me to really thinking about that woman's strawweight division. And how I'm so excited for it right now, like I agree there could be a 125 pound women's division, but I'm kind of glad there isn't because 115 is benefiting big. That that the whole top 15 is great. You can match pretty much any girl up with any girl in that top 15, and it is a fun fight. It might be. It is slowly but surely becoming the funnest division in the UFC to watch. Hmm. These girls are really, really talented fighters. It is just... And it also started when my little brother, John Man 5000. He said to me, he's like, well, who's in the strawweight division? And I said, what? What do you mean? You want a top 15? And he was like, name me name me the top 10. And I was like, I'll do you better. I'll name you the top 15. And I just went. Named all 15 of them. I said, which one is a bad fighter there? And he, he was speechless. Just, I think that you you know, that woman's strawberry division is so on the rise. And I always love when divisions get that stacked. When you have so many answers and questions and and, and so much possibilities, it always makes for a fun division. You
0: wanna see the best of the best battle it out. Yeah. It makes it possible. You really see the best And there really
1: is the no question about it right now. It is just it is becoming the creme de la creme of the UFC. It's it, it's right there. Interesting. I it, I could even wow. arguably say it might wow. start you know, there's a couple men's divisions that are really stacked, but it's becoming probably the most stacked division in the UFC before your very eyes. Hmm. Pay attention. Just keep watching it. Watch the stories unfold. There's so many fights there. And on them a week. You had a very outstanding outing, young man. But I didn't like what you said afterwards. Mr. Charles Oliveira. You beat the unofficial, uncrowned Bellator lightweight champion with ease. You were pretty much the Bellator champion right now. And you come out afterwards and say, well, that was a one-time thing. I plan on going back to the 145-pound division. How many times did you miss weight there? And Salmonak, do you even know it was was at least three, right? Maybe even four? My only question is, is him and Kelvin Gaston hang out? Anyway, three strikes, you're out. You've done missed weight in that one hundred forty five pound division way too much. You're going to tell me now? Oh, now you got it under control? Now you can make the weight? I don't believe you. You've lost that privilege. You don't deserve that privilege. I'm not even interested you at in one. Why are you even interested at one forty five? You killed it at the one fifty five pound mark. You just destroyed Will Brooks. Why you're you see, not I just want to be want to be bigger than everybody? You're like, not getting a title shot right away. You've already burned us out as the fan. There's been at least three or four fights I can think of off the top of my head that you did not show up on weight. You you lost that privilege. Take your one hundred fifty five and roll to the moon with it. I don't even know why one hundred forty five is even a thought. It's just kinda dumb. I I'm just, you know, same thing with Kelvin Gaslam and Somniac, you're right. Like are they hanging out? That guy shouldn't be thinking about one hundred seventy. Now he can't even get by Usada. It's, you know, start fighting at your more natural weight. If it's only 10 or 15 pounds, live that healthy 10 or 15 pounds, Mm -hmm. eat better, and become a better mixed martial artist. I feel like a lot of these guys are just concentrating too much on cutting every little ounce out of their body instead of learning a different technique. Be a fighter. I feel like if you are a great fighter, you can fight at whatever weight class, unless you're just way too small. But if you're a great fighter, if you fight at 155, you also can compete at 170. Yes with a little because you're just you're all-around mixed martial artist. Stop with the bullcrab. Charles Oliveira, you could be a very big 155 pound contender just just stay in your lane. That's all I got this week. You know what I got. Where was hashtag Maymac this week?
0: Oh, ew. It's We're around. Ew. It's Why? around. We didn't talk about We could have gone a whole week without talking about that. Yeah, Glenn, you had to
1: do it. They... I will not oh. allow that. You're we haven't talked about Connor. Jerk. We haven't talked about, a... oh. about Mac. Jerk. I mean, I'm Ugh. sure. Ugh. Ugh.
0: We want to see Connor in the octagon against Nate Diaz. Or Tony Ferguson. Or GSP or something like that. This is, this is bull. It's bull crap. Bullcrap is a phrase I heard yeah, they bring from, out, out of up. my kid's mouth, I think, Zombie and it made me laugh, because I, mean, I ain't heard it in too long. Bullcrap bull is going to come out of my mouth more often. All Literal I see. Bull crap or the word bullcrap. All
1: I see is Maymac, Don King, promoting it. Like It's just going to be gonna a gonna beautiful like, thing.
0: It's going to look like bullcrap coming out of my mouth when that fight happens. Oh. I'll still enjoy it, but it, it, he should be in there against a mixed martial Zombie artist. not you do a nap? Ugh. Hashtag May Mac. Ugh. Thanks for watching us battle out today. We appreciate your attention. Please tell your friends. Like, share, retweet us. Get the Better Fightcast on iTunes or SoundCloud. While there, please try our sister production, this network's flagship program, Better Health and World, to consume life, food and habits, comedy, culture, the mind, everything that speaks to maximizing the human experience. Follow all the shows at Better Hall. That's at Better H-A-W. Follow Joe at Joe Knows MMA, Sean at underscore Insomnia, Gabby at Gabby underscore T, even though she's not here, and me and Matthew J. Better. We love you guys and girls. Peace.